Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese and I'm joined today by two men who have not figured out who's going to introduce themselves first. <laughs> right, let's let's, <laughs> let's do that again because n- normally Danny goes first. If you've not worked it out already, it's Danny and Dan with us today. Yes. Um, guys, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Who's speaking fast? Yeah, okay. I'm just going off. <laughs> I was just going off of my name first, so I was just going to talk. But I feel excited. I'm excited because I haven't been on the podcast in like a couple of weeks. Um, just been spending a lot of time with the family, going out on mini vacations, mini weekend trips. So, But I'm glad to be back. I just want to put out there that it's not good enough, Danny. I, I don't care about your family or your commitments. <laughs> uh, we've, we, we've had to endure um, Tim and the Irish one uh, too much. Northern Irish, we can't. Oh, sorry. We have to North, remember, yeah, he's Northern Irish. But only people from Northern Ireland want to get picky about it. He's the, he's the type of Irish that just naturally sounds disappointed at everything. <laughs> I bet he's not disappointed today, are you, Christopher? He's. I, I bet he's probably uh, losing his voice by now. Oh, he's having a great time over there. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't have a voice left after today, which is good news for all of us. <laughs> um, oh. Bad news for Dan, he's going to be recording a special episode with him tomorrow. Yes. Um, Anyway, we'll get into the um, we'll get into reviewing the weekend, starting off with the reshuffled qualifying, guys. And I mean, what was your what were your thoughts on it? Start with Friday. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. Uh, I miss Fridays. I, I I think this might be a theme that um, it's gonna happen with. I work on Fridays, and that certain time when where. Uh, that qualifying special qualifying session was was a very important time in my day, the middle of the day. So it's very hard for me to get on and watch and just keep up with my phone. But um, the sprint qualifying, it wasn't that bad. I, I did enjoy it, but it kind of it just gave the same result as any normal qualifying will give. Max is going to be on pole. Hamilton was nipping at his heels, and Valtteri, Leclerc, Norris, and, and the rest of the crew. I think it's. Uh, there, there still needs to be some, something else being done. There still needs to be one more thing. I don't know. In order to get a mixed grid that fans want. Um, I too was at work, but I have an employer that lets me watch uh, the race on my phone. Or in this point, qualifying. Um, but from what I did see, whilst between checks of scones and such, um, it, it was like we skipped FP2 and FP3 and went to qualifying and got the same result. So we just saved ourselves two hours and got and got the same result, except that no one had as much running. So it, it was more of a off the back of the truck race what you brought kind of deal, really. Um, and like Danny said, it didn't really give us any more uh, of a different result than what every single qualifying session has. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. I, I was lucky enough to be able to watch Friday's session. I got home just in time, and by that I mean I got home two minutes before the session started. So I got to watch Friday qualifying, but there are a lot of people who didn't get the chance to because they had work. And I think Ross Brawl made the comment that Friday qualifying was like streamed by three times the number of people that would usually stream Saturday qualifying. And the reason for that, Ross, is because they were all at work and had to watch on their phones. Exactly. Like literally patching my phone on top of a microwave to, to watch Formula One. It's um, yeah, it's a tough, tough time. It's rough. And in sprint qualifying, like um, I mean, like we said, it it 
it didn't capture the imagination because all the fast guys were at the front. It was like having a, a lap one that was people taking fewer risks. And if it wasn't for Perez making a mistake and going off and Sainz and Russell not tagging, like having that little bit of contact, we would just have the same grid we would have usually had in a in a race. And if you're going to do sprint races in F1, I don't think that sprint qualifying is the way to do it. If you're going to do sprint races in F1, follow the F2 model have some reverse grid where you flip like the first 12, the top 12 qualifying around and award points to the top eight. Hmm. Um, but I did feel sorry for Perez because obviously like we discussed in the previous podcasts, um, there are going to be winners and losers of, of this thing. You know, there are going to be people that want to push, that want to get further up, that need results to be closer to the top for the sprint race. And he ends up out of it in last place drop in like 15 or so places um, and has to start from the pit lane. Like, you know, they, they, this, this, this is the problem where the people that are wanting to push in the sprint race and the sprint qualifying, if they have an accident or they crash or they spin out or they do a Mazda spin and they're start at the back, how fair is that to for one race to impede another race? It's... Yeah, and, and giving points out on a Saturday is, yeah. is, if you're not doing an actual sprint race, that's ridiculous. What F1 goes, oh yeah, we don't want the championship designed on a Saturday, don't want this design on a Saturday, and all that, and, it's, and then we're never going to get points on Saturday for qualifying, and then all of a sudden they start, they give three points out. I mean, Hamilton said every point counts, and Verstappen qualified on pole, and for the first time ever, a pole position has got, what, a point. Also, how do you call that? What you call that pole position, and then you call Friday the Speed King? I mean, that's ridiculous. The Speed King. <laughs> <laughs> the Speed King. Um, Something out of Cars movie. But what I did find, yeah, yeah, like, like Lightning McQueen. You could call him yeah. Hamilton McQueen, but it, but it would probably just anger more people than he's already angered. Um, it did make me laugh though, because especially. just at the end of seventeen laps. I was starting to get into it. I'm like, oh, we're a race. Oh, wait. No, no, it's, it's over now. <laughs> it, was over, it was over a lot sooner than that, really. It was over after six yeah, laps. But that's... When but you that's, think about it, everyone sort of held station, apart from Alonso, who just, well, weaved like crazy. And uh, yeah, Alonso took a risk. He started on the soft tyres. He got up. He gained some positions. And you had George Russell, who qualified Nine. in... Uh, in what eighth was Ninth. it? Qualified eighth. No, qualified ninth. Got his. Uh, and they got sent to twelfth. No, I mean in his in the original qualifying in the Friday qualifying he got oh. eighth. Then he gets involved in a first lap incident where it's just a general wet racing incident. He locks up a little bit. Clips signs. Signs goes wide. And it gets a free place penalty and is punished for. For racing, a free place penalty that doesn't help signs, really. I mean, I think it gained signs an extra position. Russell starts 12. Russell, then in the next start, goes down to 14th and has no chance of coming back and getting points in the race. Exactly. Uh, um, but I think, what, what did you just say? Uh, Penalised for racing. I think the FIA started their um, theme for the weekend very early. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we? I think we'll move on to the race now and the the big talking point, which was 
Lando Norris finishing fourth. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with that one. No. <laughs> come on, we know what people want to hear. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll talk about... We'll talk about the this accident. This is not the time for teasing. Uh, accident, <laughs> accident which uh, we can call it an accident because it does imply that no one was to blame because no one was to blame. And that's my... I think that's what everyone thinks. Anyone with uh, half a brain that still works thinks that there was... Now, there was no one to blame for that. It was a racing incident. Maybe you can put more fault on Hamilton. But he did not do it on purpose. Who goes into a corner at 160 miles an hour and goes, it would really help me here. Having a crash. Uh, Ross Bergwood, just putting it out there. Um, but other than that... No, but no. Rosberg always did it slower. Yeah, true, yeah. He always, true. Rosberg always did it slower. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to not turn at 30 miles an hour. Yeah, but I'll uh, I'll let Danny go first. Danny, well, I'm fortunate about the crash, uh, but um, it, I think the first thing I put in, uh, first thing I commented on Discord was, I'm just kind of glad that Hamilton was aggressive in that corner, and you can see throughout the first lap, uh, turn one, uh, and then going to Wellington, go Brooklyn's. There was he was on his he was on his heels the whole time. Hamilton was very aggressive. I love that where he went wide on Brooklyn's and squared himself off really well to get a really good run on cops. It was kind of like Botas did in 2019 when he came back at Hamilton. Hamilton did the same thing. He learned his lesson, and he went for it. He went on the inside, stuck it in there. Uh, this is what people want to see. This is exactly what people want to see. Uh, Wheel-to-wheel action, and then uh, we get rewarded. Christian we get Warner. penalized for this. Well, <laughs> screw Fuck Christian Horner, honestly. Uh, I... Yeah, it's his like whining, his <laughs> nonstop whining. Uh, is, it, it just, it, it's like a hot spear in my ear. We we called Christian Hall, well, we called Red Bull the worst winners in Formula 1, like how smug they are, but they're the worst losers as well. It's just like Marco wanting in band, Horner saying, oh, this is like, it was dangerous. It was a, like, it was dangerous driving. It wasn't dangerous driving. Dangerous driving as if he was looking for the contact. He wasn't. You could tell. I mean, they both just... They both went into a corner. Neither left each other enough room. And... They crashed. I mean, the 10-second penalty, when you think about it, is fair. Because when you look at other situations... It don't matter if it's at the front or if it's at the back. That should be not part of any context whatsoever. If you have a crash in the last couple of seasons... And you've taken someone out... Regardless of how harsh it may seem, you've got a 10-second penalty. Raikkonen lost control, took out Russell in, what was it, in Germany last year, 10-second penalty. Yeah. Last season at Bahrain, um, the first Bahrain, Kvyat collided with Stroll, uh, flipped Stroll over, even though Kvyat had really nowhere to go, he just went a, bit deep, went a little bit deep into a corner, but Stroll turned in, Stroll got rolled, Kvyat got a 10-second penalty. Now, that seems to be the way it is now, and that's if it's a racing incident that has one guy more to blame and that guy is the guy who gets to continue, 10 second penalty is seemed what it is and it, it seemed fair. Mm, see, like, I just don't agree that this deserves a 10 second penalty because in Imola and Barcelona, Max forced Lewis to, 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 to basically just give up the corner and continue to go on and win. But um, at what point, does Lewis just keep letting him bitch him? You know what I mean? At what point does he get aggressive and come back? Like, it's got to happen. Um, and, you, and you look at the two, 
the two different people that he tried to overtake on that corner. Max give him no space, come back over, and Lewis was as far over as as he could physically go, and then and then they have and then they have contact. But then you get uh, you get the Ferrari of Leclerc that gives him space and doesn't get taken out and continues continues on his drive. So like, yeah, I think that's. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, Sorry, right, I'm just trying to say, right? Max has drove like an absolute for four years, and and Christian Horner not once has gone. Oh, Max, you're such a dangerous driver. You, if if Max is doing it, Christian Horner is telling us that he's got passion and drive, and and he's got the will to be a championship contender and a winner. Yeah. And then when Lewis does it, he's dirty, dirty racing and dangerous driving. Like, what what one is it, Christian? I think I think that's the thing. Like you see, literally on Saturday, you had the same thing going on, except for it was Verstappen on the inside of Hamilton into cops, and Hamilton backed exactly. out and ran and ran wide. And and then if Verstappen had run wide, he pro- he was had much better race place. Everyone saw that in the sprint race. All we had to do was go probably close up on him and then get him back on the straight, get him one of the straights of the DRS. But the thing is, right, and we would have had great world war battling, but we didn't get it because. Max turned in, Lewis ran wide, and uh, to quote Martin Brundle, two into one doesn't go. But if anyone's saying he shouldn't have gone for the mood, like Red Bull. Um, the Senna quote, if you go from, if you don't go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racer driver. That was a gap that exists. Verstappen pushed Hamilton hard against the wall. Hamilton committed to it, and it was good racing, in my but opinion. The thing is, right? It was, just a, it was just a shame they came together. On, on the left of Max... First, there's a hell of a lot of road, and there's a runoff. There's no reason Max couldn't have given up that corner, gone on the runoff, come back, tried again. But he, but he won't. This is the problem. That's that's his driving style, and they and they've got used to it. But like I said again, at what point does Lewis just keep letting him bully him out of corners? You know, it's like there has. But to this be... accident was all out of pride. Yeah, exactly. At, at at what point does Lewis go right, Max? Enough's enough. I've I've give you room. You drive like a twat. This is your consequence for it, and then get a ten-second grid penalty, uh, a, a, te- a ten-second uh, penalty, and still come back to win the race, and then and then get called yeah, that and then get called problem. disrespectful for celebrating the race that he's won. It's just the it, the the problem with Red Bull is like we said earlier, great winners and horrible losers. They just they just can't admit that Max is wrong. It's 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 simple, and then and then but I don't think Max was wrong. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't think he was wrong. No, but he Max just, could I don't have think he was wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, but you're like I saying, yeah, both yeah. could have backed out. Both yeah. could avoid yeah. the accident. Neither backed out, and that's why. There's but a then match. you've got, um, and that's really how every overtake happens. Well, if if you don't back out crash. after, if you yeah. don't concede that you're beaten, you clip someone on the rear wheel at like even at a low speed corner, you don't concede you're beaten. You clip someone on the rear wheel, you damage your front wing, they might get a puncture, mm-hmm. and this is just the same thing happening at 160 miles an hour. But then you've got helmet is a. Uh, on about he wants a one race ban for Lewis. So right, so you, you you want to give a racer a one race ban for racing? How does that work? Like it's 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 it is simply pathetic. And the FIA need to have a word with them because if this was my two kids, I'd bang their heads together, send them to separate rooms because it's a joke. Who, Marco and Horner? Danny, you got anything you want to add on this? Wait, who would you bang, Marco and Horner, and, like, separate them? Just the incident. Oh. Um, yeah. 
Just, uh, just and and that's like, enough. You're talking shit. Separate rooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Race is over. Results are in. It, it's time for them to just go back and lick their wounds and come back uh, next week. Hungary is a track that will maybe benefit Red Bull, but this is a Hamilton track. So, you know, again, this is going to be another great race next week. Uh, let's just hope we're, like Hamilton said, post-race. Let's just hope, uh, you know, it's just, it's respectful and stays respectful on track. Uh, you know, Horner, I'm sure Horner and Marco will have their words to say outside the track, but on the track, just keep it respectful. Same with Max, and I think we'll still have a great championship uh, battle for the for the weeks ahead. It's not over yet for Hamilton. This is a, a much-needed yeah. win. It's something like 15 points, is yeah, it, it in there. it now? Something like that? It's eight eight what? points between Hamilton and Verstappen. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think so, the thing is... That's a winning the fastest lap. Hungry. If you saw the interview, yeah, win the fastest lap. That that ties the championship. If Hamilton first and thing he said, and second second, but one last thing on this, uh, Hamilton in his interview after the race, when he actually the same interview after the race where he found out Verstappen was taken to hospital as a precaution, um, said that he was never going to back. He wasn't ever going to back down, like home race. Never going to back down. Of course. And the other thing, he said he wasn't going to be bullied into being less aggressive. And he said Verstappen was, like, he said Verstappen was driving aggressively. Verstappen banged wheels of him on the run down to Brooklands. Yeah. So. And, and he, he even brought up the, the footage of, like, the old footage of, like, racers banging wheels and stuff. It looks really cool. But he said, like, when you're doing 160 mile an hour, it's not that cool. <laughs> like, but <laughs> it, it, it did look good. But. Yeah. Well, they touched three times in that opening lap. Turn one. On the run down to Brooklands and into Cops. And yeah, but how, third time was unlucky for, for Stafford. But how quick was that Mercedes, though? It's like, tucked up behind that Red Bull. Like, t- t- taking those corners wise, squaring it up. That is how you draft. do it, though. That was, like, he and did the everything. undercut and stuff on him. Like, the cutback. Amazing driving. He would not let Verstappen get back on the racing no. line to drive away. No. That was some quality racing. I just want to add one more thing. Well, I, I was going to say... I was going to talk about the track for a second. Um, and more tracks need to be like Silverstone. Um, it's not because... Uh, it's my favorite track, and it's for a reason. You can have that wheel-to-wheel racing from the, the first half of the race. You saw that in Alonso's uh, sprint qualifying yesterday, where he came back at... When Ricardo passed him, he was still coming back at Ricardo, and there was still wheel-to-wheel. This is what tracks need to copy, uh, the future tracks of F1. I just wanted to bring that up. I know we always talk about racetracks and boring races and stuff like that, but this was... This is another another great race, just because of this track, I believe. It it was just missing one thing, the the rain, because <laughs> it is way it is way <laughs> too hot. I would have liked a rain race. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's uh, yeah. I think we'll quickly do the sponsorship and then we'll move on actually review the race. We'll go through all the teams. Um, so with that, we'll say, uh, guys, once again, this podcast is sponsored by Apex Tracks, three D printed track wall art get your 3d printed track wall art head to apextracks.com that's a-p-e-x-t-r-a-x-s.com uh, also thank you again to apex tracks for supplying the uh the competition prize which was uh the winner will be contacted on monday the whatever monday is i don't even know I monday the 19th monday the 19th freedom day yeah. or freedom week freedom day someone's gonna have an extra good freedom day uh in the uk because they're gonna get told they want track art uh, but with that, we'll move back onto the um, we'll move back onto the race. Um, start Mercedes. 
We of course talked about the crash. Let's talk about the actual recovery drive. Hamilton. Oh god, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. It felt good. It felt good to do that. It felt him good coming back from the. Um, he didn't come. He well, fortunately, he didn't have to go far back, but he just had to stick with Leclerc the whole time and served his penalty. Overtook Norris really well on cops. Um, I've surprised Valtteri. Wait, wait, into cops. Wait, wait, where was it? I forget. I'm sorry. But you can't overtake in, You can't overtake into uh, cops. Red Bull said it's you. Sh- you can't overtake into cops. <laughs> well, you can. You can. <laughs> you, you can overtake anyone, but anyone who anyone who gives you respect, you can dr- you can beat um, or the room even. Right. I I have a just a, a a really niggly thing that's annoyed me on social media. Right. Uh, they got absolutely destroyed for letting. Hamilton passed Bottas, right? But uh, Ricardo let let Norris by in Imola. Perez let Verstappen by in Barcelona. Lewis let Valtteri by in, Spiel, in Spielberg. And yet they're complaining that Lewis got let past Bottas at the British Grand Prix. I've no no bitching about the other ones, but Lewis does it. I'll let's fucking kick right off. Dan, Dan. Haters got a hate. <laughs> yeah, but it's enough now because it's stupid. And yeah, no, I get it. But I think the whole point of with the team orders is because you're doing it because it benefits the team. You're putting the driver who's in the best position to do well in the best position. And and just like literally go back, obviously, a few years now um, when Schumacher used to get let by nearly every one of his team's mate, teammates like all the time just yeah go go past Shuey. go 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 win a couple of titles pal go for it um go 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 pull over yeah go go past me on the start yeah. finish straight on the final lap um, yeah i mean lewis does it no team can complain about another team's uh, no team's fans can complain about another team giving team orders because they've all done exactly. it it's just like it's such that there was such a negative uh like comeback from this on social media that it's prophetic it's just like they're trying to come back from let's be honest literally getting their ass spanked by red bull the whole season and they're just trying to come back and win a championship and win a driver's championship so he was um he was dramatically quicker than bottas when he left him so it 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 just it 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 made sense to let him pass but it's just it's really annoying that is such a negative comeback from it when it's just a truly business decision. Yeah. It's and it, it really annoyed me. Are these the the same fans that are mad at Lewis passing Valtteri? The same fans that wanted a uh, a championship season, a serious championship battle, but really wanted uh, Max to win a title. Yeah. Is this you know those people that really wanted? I want a championship battle. I'm tired of Hamilton. I want a proper fight. No, come on. I, I want a pro- I want a proper fight. I want a proper fight, but only if my favourite driver wins. That's not how you not how you don't works. get both. I've just had a brainstorm, right? What if we do the same as we did in two thousand and sixteen? Let him win one, and he might piss off. Like we could do that. <laughs> just let him think he's won one. Let him win one, and then watch him go. I don't think we'll, I don't think Ross. But I don't think Verstappen would give up the same way Rosberg does. Go, yeah, I got one. That would do. Yeah, just. I've won, and I, I say won in commas because I really don't think he won, but he won the championship <laughs> and then suddenly says that he, he has to leave for family commitments, but three, three weeks later, he's back 
in the F1 paddock on TV. So, what one is it? Russell? All right. Well, Dan. Well, Dan. <laughs> Dan, you might be getting a bit hot-headed with your tinfoil no. hat on. No, 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 I'm going to quickly no, move. No, no. We should do a special segment on Dan's tinfoil conspiracies. <laughs> we have that. It's called the weekly podcast. Um, it's true, though. It's true. It's legit. I, I just want to quickly say Valtteri Bottas drove very well this weekend. Oh, yeah. um, I, th- I thought he did exceptionally well. He, he was close to Hamilton. He didn't quarrel with team orders. He put that car where it needed to be to get the best result possible today. Because Leclerc was fantastic. And with that, we'll move on to Ferrari. Leclerc, he was fantastic. Yeah. Driver of the day. He's driver of the day. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed, uh, in my opinion. He put that car and led that car. Um, By quite some margin as well, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was complete. I, he was the best driver on track today. I know. I know. Hamilton might have won the race, could overcome a penalty, but he was in a much faster car. Uh, Leclerc was in a a sick Ferrari and got it home to second in his first podium of the season, which was well and truly deserved. Well deserved. The fact that he was able to even keep Lewis behind after that restart was phenomenal. Um, he, he, his mm-hmm. drive from that point, l- leading literally nearly the whole race by the last four laps or so. Absolutely amazing driving uh, a car that should not be able to be up there. Let's face it, it really shouldn't be winning races when you've got the likes of Red Bull and Mercedes behind you, but absolutely phenomenal drive by, by, by Charles. You can't take that away from him at all. But how scary must it be on your team radio going, Lewis is chasing you. I don't know about you, but I would probably shit myself. Um, knowing that he's coming. Verstappen certainly will in future. It, it, do you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of the Jaws theme with the da-da-da-da-da-da, like Dun. coming behind you. Like, Dun. you know they're coming and you know they're going to get you, but it's like, Dun. but when? Dun. But when? <laughs> That's it. Dun. Just coming up the racetrack. I don't know what you were doing, Dan, but it definitely weren't yours. <laughs> hey, wait. It's very hot. It sounds like something on a merry-go-round. I tell you what, he probably would have wished he was on a merry-go-round because uh, it was He's uh, like a merry-go-round. Yeah. One one second a lap. Oh. <laughs> um, Danny, a word on signs. Great drive. Um, started outside the top ten. Ended up uh, sixth, right uh, behind Ricardo. Which, yeah, we'll, which I want to talk about him, which I want to talk about Ricardo later. But, um, yeah, just another great recovery drive. Uh, Sainz is very comfortable in that car. Um, if um, Ferrari engineers and Ferrari just get themselves together, they, they should be back at the top. That's a very good pairing. I, I think having watched the, what, we're, what, nine races into the season now, ten races in, having having watched both the team, like all, all the drivers and teams, if Unless Russell is in the Mercedes next season, I think Ferrari have got the strongest driver pairing. Yeah. I think they've got the most stable driver pairing. Um, I personally think if they don't put Russell in with Lewis, I still think Red Bull have the stronger driver pairing, personally. Um, Purely because Perez is just, just a natural talent. And Max has proved that he just, he will not give in. Like, he won't. Yeah. 
he just won't give in. He 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 has yet again proved he would rather crash than give in. Um, yeah, I think that's how both Hamilton and Verstappen need to be mm. for the rest of the season. I'd rather have an accident with you than lose. Exactly. And it. And really, that's how it's going to be now because it's so tight. It, it isn't going to be the last time this happens. Hundred percent. I could put money on it. No, I think we've got a good three or four more on-track collisions between these two coming this season. Before we get like a hass where they're like, right, it's becoming too expensive. Please don't crash anymore. <laughs> don't worry, Dimitri can always bail you out. <laughs> uh, McLaren, Norris fourth. Ricardo fifth. Good weekend for Ricardo, but start with Norris, who was... I mean, I thought, I thought Norris once again... He's just driving really, really well. And once again, getting the maximum from the car. Norris uh, ended, uh, what, 10 seconds behind Valtteri um, in the final standings? Uh, uh, no, it was, it was, well, he was 17 seconds behind Valtteri at the end. Oh, yeah. 17? Okay, my yeah, 28 uh, seconds off of Hamilton, yeah. 17 off of Valtteri. Misread that. Yeah. It's still it was still a good race, um, but um, I, I just want to talk about Ricardo. <laughs> Norris had a great race, uh, but Nicole, Ricardo's top highest result for him. Just um, it's good to see this guy um, have a good result. Uh, I hope this um, starts him off. And Hungary is a good track for him. Should be a good track for his kind of style of driving. Um, I just hope it just takes starts something off for him. A little comeback redemption. Yeah. I hope to so do, and I think Ricardo has often gone well at Hungary. Um, of course, he won the great race there in the wet, dry conditions. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, yeah, both drove both drove extremely well, but I did, I did think Ricardo was going to catch Norris. I really did. Um, I I thought it was coming. I mean, he was around fourteen seconds behind him at the end of the race, but no, he was one second behind him, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Norris plus 28 seconds. Ricardo plus 42. Yeah, it was like 1.4 seconds behind him. 14 Four. seconds, not 1.4? No. Decimal, please. Me, no. Me yes. and Dan are right. looking at the same... I'm, re uh, I'm reading it here. Uh, standing sheet. <laughs> we're looking at the same standing sheet. Right. On, I mean, on my sheet... All, for reference, we're all holding our phones up to the camera right. now so we can look at what each other's phone says in reverse. Right, it, it says, Norris, 42 seconds... <laughs> wait, no, don't, no, wait. Cut, cut this bit, man can't read. Cut this bit. There we go, proof that Dan can't read. <laughs> no, it's very um, small screen. <laughs> Further proof, Dan is also old. <laughs> oh, I'm not old. So, you're so rude, Reese. So rude. <laughs> Where's where's Tim? I need Tim back. Tim's kinder. <laughs> Tim was also get once again missing the uh, race climbing up a hill. No, I yeah, carry on. Alonso in seventh uh, for Alpine and Ocon in ninth. Alonso, good sprint race, good strategy, got up well. Um, yeah, I thought I I once again I. I Alonso's back, but it's nice to see Ocon back in the points after a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, it definitely helps with his confidence. He needs it. Has anyone got anything to say on anything to say on Alpine? I mean, because after the sprint race, there weren't too much to say about them, was there? I think uh, Alonso drove like <laughs> amazingly. Watching the onboard of that first lap or three quarters of a lap, 
he 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 was on a mission. He stayed out of trouble. Sprint race we're talking about here, right? No, I'm talking about the the actual like race race. But uh, but but obviously the sprint race did help him obviously uh, achieve this better. But it was an amazing drive from him. He's like he's. He, he he kept out the way. He stayed out of all the trouble, and then he like he he done well, and it's good to see Ocon trying to find it find his way back as well, because um, I think he's kind of been a little bit def- deflated that he's that he's come in and he's just getting his ass kicked by Alonso. Um, I think he's. I mean, he was he was kicking Alonso's ass at exactly, the but then obviously like that game. changed. Was it with the what was it? The, the chassis change was. Did they do the chassis change? Well, no, we we assumed it was a chassis yeah. change. We don't um, know if it was or wasn't, but, but it, it seemed like it made sense at the it, time. It changed very rapidly, and I think that kind of deflated him a bit. But now he's, you know, he's put a, a one place between them. Um, so yeah, he's hopefully on his way back up. Oh yeah, you you would also think Ocon, um, Ocon since he signed that contract kind of have the load taken off of him now that he has a, a long-term commitment to be at a team. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it translated into nerves and making, you know, just not having the pace or just mistakes where now he, to see this result for him again, just like Ricardo, now it's time to turn the page and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, moving forward to, Aston Martin, Lance Stroll, 8th place. Sebastian Vettel did not finish. Stroll sort of had an anonymous race from what I saw. I only really saw him when Alonso came out the pits. Mm. Yeah, they didn't really didn't really do a lot. They kind of just kept themselves to themselves, kept kept going around and just see what happened. They didn't really push. They didn't really do anything. Um, the most exciting thing that, um, that Aston Martin done... Was was spin, and I think that was just becoming. Uh, ig- ig- <laughs> that was a weird one. That was a that was the old set yeah. spooked spin, wasn't it? He's like, oh, Alonso on the outside, and then just dropped it. It like it brought me back to when he span on the um, on the yellow flag or safety car, wherever it was. Um, when he span off on that, it's just like there there was absolutely no need. Like, yeah, I don't remember Vettel ever spinning behind the safety right. car. I in my one with. Uh, Chris, tomorrow I will find the race and find out exactly when it was because <laughs> as much as my ramblings are much nonsense, uh, this one I believe to be true. So I will find the facts and we will come back. I will not take any more time up on the podcast. <laughs> Moving on to Alpha Tauri, 10th place, Sonoda, 11th place, Gasly. Dan, you want to get back on the Sonoda hype train? I, I do, but I... <laughs> I just think they kind of got a bit lucky today, if I'm honest. Um, what, with Gasly's puncture? I just don't think... Like moving him back up. I just don't think it was an amazing drive from either of them. You know, they weren't making amazing overtakes. They weren't pushing very much. They they kind of just did, did their own thing. And they managed to come out uh, in 10th and 11th, which... I think Gasly was comfortably in the points and he got that late puncture. But I do think he done well to get back up with Sonoda, um, considering he had to have that extra pit stop. And he was only 
three seconds behind him. So that's not too bad, to be fair. So, yeah, okay, maybe I'm a bit harsh on Gasly. But on a whole, it... You can't, you can't be too harsh on Sonoda, either, because, I mean, you got a point. Exactly. Um, it's, it's just, it seems a lot of the action today, it, it's just, after that um, crash, it just kind of went a bit meh, didn't it? Yeah, I was going to... I was going to say, I'm still not getting on the Sonoda hype train. Um, we had Vettel, Max, Perez, three drivers that should be there regular in the points. They were out of the top ten. We had Gasly, the late puncture. I, I think Yuki was just in the right place at the right time. Um, there's not much more to say mm. about that um, to break people's hearts. It, it doesn't matter who went out, you don't get points if you don't win. You've got to keep your car on the track to win. Well, you do get points if you don't win. You get points if you don't win but finish in the other top ten positions. Wait, what? You said you don't get points if you don't win. No, I... Oh, mate. I'm just being a dick. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> if you don't finish the race, if you don't finish the race, you don't get points. That That's basically what it comes down to. Keep your car on the track and you get points. Or at least finish. Um, which which they which they didn't. Tell that to Russell. Yeah, but Russell has a plan. He is a man with a plan, and his plan involves <laughs> a Mercedes contract. <laughs> but where was Russell? What? Why wasn't he? You know, another race. Yeah, Russell. Ru- well, we'll move on to we'll move on to Williams. Where was Russell? Should we? We'll move on to Russell then. Uh, who finished twelve? Started twelve. Finished twelve. Bullshit penalty taking him down to 12 to start 12. And then um, after that, it was a case of, well, he just didn't really go anywhere in the race. He actually dropped down two places, but gained them back because Verstappen and Vettel both retired. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Latifi drove around the track. Anonymously, as always. It, it's he's he's yet again putting that car in a place it, do, it it doesn't deserve to be, you know, that Williams car. Oh, in qualifying, absolutely. You know, that Williams car is an absolute beast. Like I think we should just make four lap races. Russell would be gone. Just that's it. Just low fuel and let him go. Um, but I but I think the the fact that he's finishing in twelfth with a crap car. That's what makes him a good driver. You know, what I mean, he's wringing the neck of that car, like like we say every single week. He's getting the most out of that car. Give him a Mercedes. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, I know a lot of people want to see Russell in that Mercedes, but today seeing Valtteri's race and Russell's race is more is a reason for Mercedes to keep Valtteri for next year. If Valtteri can play that second teammate better then he will stay with Mercedes again. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not that high on Russell, guys. I think he I'm needs sorry. a few wins. Yeah, Valtteri, he can get it. He can get it this year. If he gets, if he gets a couple of wins, Valtteri is uh, the, the, driver, the second driver for Mercedes next year. One-year contract. Um, we'll go on now to um, Alfa Romeo. Giovinazzi, 13th, pretty anonymous, took part, drove around. Raikkonen got in a scuffle, uh, a scuffle or two. He had a nice battle with Alonso, which he lost out in. And then he had a nice battle with Perez, which he got spun around in. Um, but no penalties were given for that. Yeah, they uh, they didn't seem like they wanted to get involved with the second Red Bull and penalties and stuff. You know, they were stu- 
they 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 were just too busy dealing with the first one. They don't don't need to throw a second one into the mix. Uh, let's just call it a, a racing incident. Um, it's yeah. I I tell you, it would have been funny though to see what the interviews with Horner would have been like if Perez had also been given a five second time penalty. Uh, <laughs> I I do, do you remember that film uh, with the little red angry man inside the head, uh, Inside Out or something like that? That would have been out, yeah. He would have been flaming from the head. I legit think he would have been. <laughs> ha- ha- Helmet Marco would have probably had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So we we'll go we'll go on to Red Bull Perez. His only real contribution in the race because I mean he sort of he started last. He got up towards the points, realized he wasn't going to get in the points. So Red Bull just went okay, pit and just take a point off Mercedes by getting the fastest lap, even if it means you won't get a point. The consolation prize. Pretty much. But did he get the fastest lap point, though? Yeah, he got the fastest lap. But I... He did. I I thought you could only get the fastest lap point if you're in the top 10. Oh, no, no. I mean, he got the fastest lap, but he didn't get the fastest lap point. So you get the fastest lap award, but you don't get the point for it because you're outside the top 10. Points win prizes, Perez. Points win prizes. I mean, stopping someone else getting points, it it still helps. It's one less point Mercedes gained. But I just don't... Um, I just don't think that Red Bull Racing can take away with this being happy going, oh yeah, but we finished above Haas. Uh, fucking well done. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really celebrate that, you, no. You, you can't. Um, but should we move on to Haas? And by that, I mean there's no. not much to say. But Danny's getting excited about saying, Danny. No, I was going to say, uh, I'll, I have something special for Dan's um, uh, his um, conspiracy theories. Um, was it three laps left? Um, Perez and Raikkonen got into that little bit where he spun Raikkonen and club corner where Leclerc and Hamilton were mm-hmm. like less than half a lap away. I know where you're going. Hmm. Maybe start a safety car there or something. Mm. With three laps to go, it'd be race over. That'd be oh, Leclerc's yeah, lap. No, you see, I, I, I was thinking. I, uh, I, I don't know if anybody's mentioned oh, that. Yeah. I, I had a little bit before that, but I thought they wouldn't do that. Would he? I I thought you were going somewhere else. I I weirdly thought that. Um, Such a good conspiracy theory that Dan didn't get it. This is weird. That didn't click, actually. This is probably my finest conspiracy. That that is a good one, because we know how long the FIA likes to have safety cars on the track. Um, That's true. But I'll show that sponsorship. Yes. But that... Yeah, if they had span and well span properly and not installed, they would have had to clear that car, and that would have been a safety car or at least a, a, a VSC. And you're right, Danny, the Ferrari would have won. Uh, I feel very bad that I didn't actually click on that, Dan. All all this time with Trump in your country has made you sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing conspiracy theories everywhere. Um- you know, there were so many ways to benefit Leclerc there at the end. And, you know, just the strong conspiracy. <laughs> it's just a conspiracy, I'm just saying. And with that weirdness, we'll quickly move on to Haas. Just say that the only thing noteworthy about Haas this weekend is that Mazepin beat Schumacher. And, I mean, no one's got anything else to say about that, have they? And they beat Max. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he and he span, which is, you know... it. It does make me giggle every time he spins. Um, oh yeah, he's spanning the spring yeah, qualifying. Like he just like 
whenever he spins, it's like, do you know when the waitress or whatever drops the glass and it smashes, everyone goes, yay! It's just, it's one of them moments. It's like, you know it's going to happen and it just brings you all together as a community. <laughs> That's literally it. Uh, <laughs> you, just gave me a, you just gave me a flashback there. <laughs> <laughs> of a manager running back like, stop fucking cheering. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, with that guys I think we'll wrap it up. Um once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh if you want to connect with us, you can reach out to us on all our socials. There's a link in the bio of this podcast as always, um where you can reach out to us there, or you can just go on Instagram or Twitter and look for at Formula One Fans UK or on Facebook we are Formula One Fans UK. Until next time guys, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Check out yeah. our shop. Bye and check out the shop, yeah. See you later, guys. Check out, check the, out shop. the shop. Hashtag check out the shop. See you later. Bye. <laughs>